Hello world. My name is Lynette Beasley. I was asked by my wonderful son-in-law, Sean Thompson, also known as Spiritual Peace, to do a testimony that he plans to share with people who may need to know more about my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Although I was nervous about doing it, I'm more than happy to give it a try. I want to start with my first experience with my Lord. I remember as a little child, my grandma would make us go to church. I wasn't always happy about it, especially when she wouldn't even let us spend a night over friends' houses on Fridays and Saturdays because we had to make sure we would be at church. Even though I went against my will most of the time, I did listen and I started to absorb what the Lord had for me in my life. The number one thing I remember about my first thoughts about the Lord was my song, Yes, Jesus Loves Me. Even though I didn't really understand what that meant, I sung it out loud all the time when I was a little kid, and I still do it sometimes now. It's just a little reminder to me that the Lord is always thinking about me and that He loves me. I pretty much had a better than average life. I've had more things than most people would ever even dream of having. A wonderful job, better kids than I even deserved, and just always had the Lord motivating me and protecting me throughout my life. I always knew He was a part of my life, but I went through a very long period where I didn't really do anything with my relationship with Him. It was pretty passive. I would always call on Him when I needed Him. I would pray silently, and um, I just felt like I was doing everything he wanted me to do, so he still was looking over me. One day, everything that I thought was mine forever was stripped from me, and it was all done by the Lord. I was extremely angry with him about it. I didn't understand it. I just wanted everything to be the way that I wanted it to be. I mean, when things are going good, who wants stuff like that to change? So he pretty much emptied me completely out. <laughs> he turned me into a, a shell and I didn't want to go on. I just wanted to give up. I wanted everything that I had lost back, even though I had to admit that some of it was damaging for me. So. Against my will, the Lord gave me a chance to start all the way over. He took away my job. He took away a man that I thought I would spend the rest of my life with. He took away my arrogance. He took away my ability to finance pretty, pretty much anything I wanted to finance. He took away my sense of who I thought I was. I was broken all the way down to where I was literally on the floor, screaming to the top of my lungs, Lord, help me, I'm scared. Over and over and over. And he heard me. <laughs> he physically pulled me up off of that floor and he told me to just be patient. He had plans for me and he had to make sure I was ready for him. So little by little, at a pace that I could handle, he started adding back to me. First he added another person, another man. I was not even looking for a man. I was heartbroken.
but he sent somebody that could be more of a friend. And um, I'm still with that person now. And I have to admit, he's one of the best men I've ever had. He's different than anybody I would have ever chosen for myself. That's how I know that the Lord chose him for me. I don't know if he intends for us to be married or be together forever, but for the season I'm in now, the Lord sent the right person. Then he added another job. Now the job that I lost, I did never think that would ever be a job better than that one. But the job I have now has surpassed all my wildest dreams. I go to work happy every day. I'm in renewed excitement about life in general. And I get to, part of my job allows me to share my testimony about the Lord every day. So I know that it is what he wants me to do. He placed me there because he needs me there. He literally moved mountains and people to make this opportunity for me to be where I am now. If there's anybody out there who has never experienced a miracle and don't believe in them, I'm here to tell you that they are real. I have proof that our Lord passes notes. I have to share a story with you that happened to me about maybe 15 years ago. I never knew my real father. My grandma chased him off when I was born. My mom was a teenager when she had me and my, my grandma thought that he shouldn't be allowed to be a part of my life because he shouldn't have made my mom pregnant. So I grew up not even knowing that I had a real father. Well, one day I happened to see my birth certificate and I saw a man's name who I never even heard of. So I asked my mom about him and she pretty much got upset with me and told me not to worry about it, that that was my daddy, but I had a stepfather and that's who my real dad was, was him, the one that raised me and made sure I had a roof over my head and food to eat. But all kids want to know who their parents are. And I know my mom didn't do it maliciously, but I immediately started looking for my daddy. I tried everything I knew. I searched every phone book. Um, I went to the library and did any research that I thought I could do. And he had kind of a common name. So I did find a lot of people with that name, but I never found one that matched who I thought my father should have been. Because by looking at the birth certificate, I knew how old he was and I knew his name. So when the internet became, you know, pretty mainstream, I started searching for him on the internet, still with no success. So one day I just decided I'm not going to look for him anymore. If it's meant for me to find him, the Lord will make a way and he will make sure that I get to meet him. In fact, I told the Lord that the only thing I wanted before I died was to meet my daddy. Well, one day when the last thing on my mind was anything about my daddy, I was actually doing something for my mom. I was in a place where I wouldn't have normally been at a time when I wouldn't have normally been there. And this is just typical of how our Lord works. I was in a gas station waiting in line to play some lottery. You know, something I did pretty regularly. And it was at a gas station near my mom's house. And uh, the Lord has always made me somebody who just likes to pick up litter. It's not something I chose, it's just a part of me. So while I was in line, I noticed a little scrap of paper on the floor. So me being me, I reached down to pick the paper up to put it into the garbage can. 
But as I reached towards the garbage can, I physically felt my hand being held back as if to say, don't throw that away. I mean, it was just a little folded up sticky note, you know. So my first thought was, well, maybe there's a number on this piece of paper I'm supposed to, to play because I'm here to play numbers. So perhaps he's giving me the winning number. So I picked up this little scrap of paper. I opened it. And inside was my father's name and two phone numbers. Now I had known him as Charles Walker, but obviously Chuck is a nickname for Charles. And I had actually heard my mom refer to him as Chuck. So of course my knees buckle. <laughs> I got lightheaded and dizzy. And I said, no, there's no way. There's, it's not possible that this is my father. I walked out of there in a complete state of shock. I don't even think I even played my numbers. I, I don't remember playing. I think I just stumbled back to my car and rolled home with this paper just looking at it over and over. I just, I could not believe that it could be this simple. Um, I didn't have a cell phone. This was before cell phones were, you know, everyday things. So I went home and I called the number. I got an answer machine. So as you can imagine, I mean, I was, oh, my heart was just, everything about me, I was just completely shook up. So I waited about an hour and I called back again. <laughs> I got the answer machine again. I didn't leave any message. I didn't know what to leave. What would I say? So I said, well, maybe they're all at work. So I'll give it a little while longer. So I waited till about nine o'clock in the evening and I called the number back. And through a couple of very simple questions, it was really my father. Now, <laughs> because the Lord made me a very silly person, after I talked to my father and made arrangements to meet him the next day, my next thought was, oh, Lord, I ain't ready to die right now. I know that's what I said. I said this is all I wanted, but I'm not ready to go, Lord. So I thought that because he gave me my daddy that it was about time for me to go. I did get to meet my father. We still have a relationship. Um, it's still hard for both of us. We lost so much time, but I know that we will always be very close and I get to know the other half that made me and found all the things that he and I had in common. I will never stop thanking the Lord for that. I also have another instance where the Lord worked a miracle in my life. I don't have any physical props for this one, but I will tell you that my Lord pushed a Cadillac that was out of gas up a hill and all the way to a gas pump that was almost a mile away. Because no one else was in that car with me, I can only depend on you trusting in me to believe that this is what happened. My car had already did that little last burp that you do after you run out of gas. I mean, I'm pretty sure most of us have probably ran out of gas a time or two in our lives. So after that burp, you, really, you pretty much start looking for somewhere to pull over. There's nowhere else to, 
to go now. You got to start getting on foot, getting some gas. Well, while I was looking for that spot to pull over, the car accelerated. I looked in my rearview mirror expecting to see a couple Good Samaritan strong men that jumped out and started pushing my car for me. When I looked in that rearview mirror and saw nothing but air, I just burst into tears. I said, well, Lord, if you're pushing, I guess I'm in charge of guiding. So I just hung onto that steering wheel, and of course, I had no gas. All my power equipment was not working, so I had to concentrate on using all my strength just to guide the car. And I just was going to guide it until it came to a stop. Well, it resulted in me driving for nearly a mile, and the car actually came to a complete halt about two feet from the actual gas pump. So I know of two instances in my life where the Lord has stepped right in and made miracles when I needed it the most. Now when my gas, my car ran out of gas, I was on my way to a job interview. And even with having to go through that, I still made it to my job interview on time. I didn't get the job, I actually already had a job. But when somebody gives you an opportunity for an interview, you show up. But I started that interview with telling them about the miracle that I had just experienced. I don't know how they took it, but I felt compelled to share it. I mean, it was fresh on my mind. It had just happened. It still sends chills down my spine. There's just a couple more points that I want to make sure that you understand about my Savior. He wants nothing but the best for you. Anything that you think you want, if it's not the best, he's not going to support it. Since I have decided to allow him to guide me through every single step of my life, I've been overwhelmed with better than I could have ever imagined. I have everything I want, everything I need, and then even more than that, my cup truly runneth over at all times. Every day that you don't, place your life in the Lord's hands is a day that you're doing a disservice to yourself. My relationship with him, as yours will be, is extremely personal and it's just for me. Nobody can tell me what the Lord can or can't do for me. I don't even ask anymore. I just follow and he hasn't steered me wrong yet. I know he never will. The number one thing that the Lord had to do to me to make me who I am today is to make me humble. I always thought I was humble and that should have been a clue that I wasn't because humbleness is not something that you think, it's something that you feel. So humble yourself, open your heart to the Lord, let him in and let him take over. He's not going to harm you. He only wants what's best for you. He is your father. He created you. The first thing he did was think of you. He thought you to an, into existence before your parents were even born. This is the kind of Lord I serve. And I can't never stop thanking him. Hallelujah. And I hope you can take these words and better your relationship with them yourself. Thank you, SP, 
Sean Thompson for this opportunity. And I know that because it is to further the Lord's word, it's going to go farther than you can ever imagine. And I'm truly honored to be one of the participants.